Alrighty, folks, welcome back to a very special episode of the Uppercut Podcast. Today, we are doing our year UFC year-end award show. It's going to be the premiere of our award show, which will go on annually from now on, so be prepared for that. Um, we've got a bunch of awards to get through. I'm here with Mikey and Jeff, as always. It's so exciting to uh, close out the year, the year with you guys. It's been a crazy year in the UFC, one of the most up and down years I think um, I've ever experienced, but this was also my first year of like fully diving deep and covering the UFC. So I'm not one to talk, um, but nonetheless, there's a lot of war- awards for us to get to. So let's get going. First off, worst decision of the year. The nominees for worst decision of the year are Patty Pimblett defeating Jared Gordon v- via unanimous decision, UFC 282. Uh, Lee Jingliang, losing to Daniel Rodriguez by split decision at UFC 279. Ketlin Vieira uh, getting a split decision win over Holly Holm in UFC Fight Night Holm versus Vieira. Jeff, drum, drum roll, please. <laughs> God damn it. God <laughs> fucking damn it. Dude, you yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> All right. Holy well, shit little background on that reaction uh we have been trying to get jeff got a new soundboard for christmas and we've been trying to get this fucking thing to work for about an hour now and uh we thought it was finally gonna work it had been working for the pretest for the drum roll but i guess that's not gonna work well whatever we're gonna leave all that in um fuck okay well <laughs> um obviously let's get it for a decision uh, obviously, this is going to Patty the Batty for worst decision of the year. <laughs> uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. Why was this the worst decision of the year? Yeah, I mean, this was an absolute fucking. I mean, it was a robbery. It's it was some bullshit. Dana gave bullshit excuses. Patty gave bullshit excuses. All of it was bullshit. And then we got to the fucking served up an entree of a fucking tie right after that. It was all around shit. Mike, how else would you describe it? Uh, I think this is going to go down as like the like our generation of like UFC fan being that we were like early 20s, like like the COVID generation, I guess you could call us really started popping when COVID happened. This will probably go down as like the worst one for a long fucking time. I don't see this one getting topped for a while. This one will probably be getting talked about for years. It was fucking terrible, and I can see why. I mean, it's one of the worst I've seen. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, perfectly said. That yeah, I don't know if there's gonna be any. Hopefully, there's no topping this because that one was ridiculous. I hope it. Yeah, I this one's so bad. It. There's a fucking stench of fishiness to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Okay. Next one. I pulled up a drum roll on my phone, so I think we'll be able to get it down. Um. <laughs> next one. UFC Male Fighter of the Year. The nominees are Alexander Volkanovsky, Islam Makachev, Kamzat Shemaev, Leon Edwards, Alex Pereira, Sergey Pavlovich, Aljamain Sterling, and Cheeto Vera. So we'll start with Mikey. Wait, drum roll, please. Hold on. Mikey, okay, that's you were awful. over two dog. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there's shit. no more drum rolls. No more drum rolls. Fuck. Mikey, oh. who's your male fighter of the year? Well, oh, I, don't, no. I don't even know how I'm supposed to deliver this with enthusiasm, or am I just supposed to roll? I don't know. Be enthused. But uh, 
Mine, I went with uh, Sergey Pavlovich, boys. <laughs> Sergey Pavlovich of all our picks, and let's just make this clear too from here on out for this show that this these are like our picks, like the nominees, yeah. right? Not like the ones that match the actual award show. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I went with Sergey Pavlovich, and to be honest with you, the biggest thing for me with him was, and it won't be a popular pick for fighter male fighter of the year, was just the three fights really stood out to me. He fought more than anyone. He destroyed everyone in his path. He knocked off fan favorite Tui Vasa, knocked off Derek Lewis. I think it was a combined, what, minute and 50 seconds or something between the time that he finished them too. And I just think he put himself in perfect position in 2024 to come out and, sh- and shoot for the belt, dude, because fucking who knows what's going on in Nagano. Who knows if John Jones will ever fight again. I, I, they can't let the belt be, I, I guess, quote-unquote vacant for much longer. Someone's got to get a shot, and you can't deny it to either him or Seal right now. So my uh, pick of the year was Mr. Pavlovich, Ivan Drago. Interesting pick. Uh, Jeff, your pick. Yeah. Honestly, this only came down to two people for me. It was either Volk, and that's who I think I'm going to give it to, because, God, he had literally the most dominant fucking performances a champion's ever had mm-hmm. in two years, especially to who we thought was a featherweight fucking goat in Max Holloway. So, I mean, I definitely want to give Volk a uh, fighter of the year. But Alex Pereira, he's done so much in one year. I mean, how is he not every definition of fighter of the year? I mean, he went from unranked to champion within a fucking year. That's <laughs> ridiculous. That's a very good point. Very fair point. Um, yeah, you kind of sold me on Pereira, but I'm not going to give it to him. For me, is uh, Islam Akachev. In 2022, he had a round one TKO over Bobby Green and a round two submission win over Charles Oliveira to win the lightweight title. Um, I'm not sure he's going to beat him. He looks so good and so dominant. And he beat Charles, who um, up until that point, I didn't know if anyone was going to be able to get Charles done. Um, and Makachev got him done quickly and made him look, just showed that he was the much better fighter. Uh, he beat it, beat him handedly. And to me, it's obviously uh, Habib, like reinvented, I guess, sort of, um, and or reborn rather. And to me, like Habib is the most dominant fighter that I've seen. So to see like a baby version of him, um, hold the belt again. I think he has to be fighter of the year. Um, but yeah, good picks all around. I'll it's tell the... you who's going to fucking beat him though. Volk. My guy, fucking yeah. Volk. I hope so. I, I, mean, I, I hope so. I don't know. The keep. I don't know whether it's my the fucking mark in me or what. But the more I keep looking at him, the more I'm like, damn, Volk's really got a chance. I mean, I just feel like he's so like he's so much lower and. Islam's gonna have trouble ragdolling him. I feel like, I yeah, it's it's gonna be a hard fight for Volk. I'm worried about him, but I I'm not. I'm, there's no way I'm picking against him. I love Volk, and uh, he's one of my favorite fighters for sure. So I will be not picking against him. Um, okay, next fight, next uh award is female fighter of the of the year. Um, the nominees are Amanda Nunes, Valentina Shevchenko, Zhang Weili, Juliana Pena. 
paint pain yo pain a pain oh my god that's oh my days <laughs> oh my god i'm falling apart here boys. Penne, fucking pasta? no that, that literally means dick in spanish pain a um juliana pena i apologize juliana pena let me put respect on your name and mana manin firo um jeff uh who is your pick for female fighter of the year uh i gotta go with saying i mean after fucking back-to-back finishes one over who i thought was my favorite i mean woman's fighter of all time joanna and then finishing yeah and then finishing fucking carla for the belt i mean you don't get much better than that it's hard to get much better than zang's year yep my pick was also zang uh in 2022 round two spinning back fist ko against joanna jimjacek Round two, round two submission win over Carla Sparza to win the strawweight title. Um, she's so dominant. She's so technically perfect. She avenged her loss to Joanna. Um, Rose looks like her whole... I feel like Rose has kind of fallen apart here, especially with her weird coaching husband situation. I feel like that's flying under the radar, but the way that he coached her to a loss against Carla Esparza, um, I don't know if I trust Rose to you know come back again with that fucking creep by her side um and to me i think zang's gonna hold on to this belt for a very long time i was looking at the rankings there's really no one that scares me against zang and one thing that i was asked is um zang fights at 115 shevchenko fights at 125 do you think a 120 catch weight at flyweight is possible because i would love to see it and i would love to see well zang. if it's catch weight then it wouldn't be a flyweight well, that's a good point. It would be you know what I mean. Yeah, it would be. So I guess it'd be, <laughs> it'd be either either at flyweight or yeah. But it would be they. Bo- yeah, I meant they both go to one twenty, or I guess Zang goes up to one twenty, gives up five. I don't know. Either way, fight at straw weight or flyweight rather to combine the the straw weight and flyweight titles. Do you think Zang would do that, or do you think that has possibility? I think there was. I, I'm not sh- too sure. I think there was talk of Zang doing it, but. I don't know. I think I'd rather see Valentina fight Nunes again. Not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I would like to see that. I, I, I just want to see Zang. Like, I think she's... I would love to see Zang fight Nunes, but it's just too much of a weight difference. It's not going to happen, but... Um, Mike Hawk, what you thinking from Women's Fighter of the Year? So, let me let me just say this. I really, really like the pick of Volk, and I really like the pick of Zang. I actually prefer them, but I just, want, I just wanted to catch a little different fish with my pick. You know, I wanted to shoot somewhere different. Yeah. So, I went with Man and Furo. Let okay. me tell you why. Okay. Honestly, boys, I really think all this Shevchenko talk with the Nunes, I would like to see it again. I think Firo fucking beats her, dude. I think if Firo fights fucking Shevchenko this year, she'll be hoisting the belt up. Really? I really do think that. Yes. How come? And I, and I think it's fucking inevitable at this point. I mean, she's the number one contender, dude. She knocked fucking Shukadian's block off. True. And fucking... I don't know, dude. Between her and Pavlovich, I just like that they kind of came in as hype prospects in 2022 was the year for both of them. They get it done. They beat everyone else out. Who they? Fu- I mean, they both had three fights apiece. They fucking win them in dominating fashion. They're both fucking... I mean, I don't know if Pavlovich is the clear number one contender, but Firo is right now. I just think... I don't know how much better a year can go for you besides if you're Volk. And holding on to your title or Zang getting it back. I don't know how much better a year can go for you. Yeah, very good point. That's a very, very good point. Um, I I'm excited for the Firo uh Shevchenko fight because I'm excited to get I hope I hope Firo wins for the record. Um 
But All right. I, no, I can never go against Shevchenko. I love her. She's too fucking beautiful. She's too just amazing. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you <laughs> say <right>. beautiful? <laughs> I say that he, like, Dude, what? Who's that? Um, the Man, MMA what? On, MMA on points obsessed with her. Every time they post a video about her, they just talk about how pretty they think she is. How in love they are. Um, okay. Next fight. Best fight of the year. You know what? I'm sorry, uh, Shevchenko, for disrespecting you, by the way. You could kick my ass and you're... That wasn't disrespectful. You called her beautiful. That's true. It's disrespectful to talk about women fighters is beautiful, I guess. But all right. Um, <laughs> next fight. Or sorry. Next next pick. Best fight of the year. Nominees are Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway 3 at UFC 276. Uh, Volk won that via unanimous decision. Yuri Bro- Prohashka versus Glover Teixeira. UFC 275. Ye- Yuri wins that via sub. Nate Landerweir versus David Onama. UFC Fight Night. Cruz versus Vera. Uh, Landerweir won that via unanimous decision. Gilbert Burns versus Kamzat Shamayev. UFC 273. Uh, Kamzat wins that via unanimous decision. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. UFC 281. Poirier won that via sub. Kevin Holland versus Stefan Wonderboy Thompson. UFC Fight Night. Thompson versus Holland. Thompson wins via KO. Retirement. Uh, my pick for a fight of the year is Nate Landewehr versus David David Onama. This was what MMA is all about. Two guys. It honestly, I don't know. On a lesser sense, also R.I.P. Stefan Bonner. It reminded me of Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin, kind of. Not in the terms of like, it didn't have nearly as much stakes, but it was two guys that weren't extremely well known to the public, just going out and having a lot of fun and just kicking the fuck out of each other. And for like, it just felt like an experience to be able to watch that. And I watched that with a bunch of my, of like my roommate and his friends that were a bunch of girls that had never watched UFC before. And um, it just felt like it was an experience to watch that with everyone. It was two absolute warriors completely giving each other to the sport. And um, yeah, dude, it was fucking amazing to watch. And to me, that was what fighting was about because they weren't, um, big names. They weren't fighting for a title. They were kind of like those, you know, mid card guys just putting it all out there, trying to move up. And it was so impressive to me that both of them stayed awake. So, um, yeah, that was my pick. Uh, I think Mikey, we're going to you next. What was your pick for fight of the year? Uh, I'd like full Holloway three was my favorite one of the year. And I don't need, I wouldn't even say it was the best fight of the year, but it was by far the most dominant performance. So it made it my yeah. favorite fight of the year, at least. I mean, boys, it that got hard was, to watch. Dude, that seriously. And I mean, like, when you think of dominance, whatever, you can think of, like, Habib because he fit, he did finish people here and there. He, fl- like, just absolutely dominated them. But I don't know if we've seen that striking stand up almost the whole five rounds like that in years, dude. He fucking so. dismantled Holloway. Absolutely dismantled Holloway. That was, like, Volk's coming to life moment, if you ask me. Like, yeah. the fight versus TKZ wasn't bad, but, dude, I mean, especially because everyone coming in is, you know, after the people thought Holloway might have won the second one, they're still kind of feeling kind of iffy about Volk even being better than Holloway. Comes in as a minus 200 favorite and then wins a 50-45 decision. Fucking 50-45, to 45, dude. Minus 200s don't win 50-45. to 45. That just does – it's not expected to happen. Those yeah. odds don't match up in – Dude, for someone of Volk's stature to outstrike him by like 15 to 20 strikes a round, 
tells him while it's going on, oh, that one hurts you. Like, <laughs> dude, oh my God. Just like, I, like, I seriously think he, and I, everyone thinks it's not breaking news. He derailed Holloway's career. Like, I don't oh, even yeah. know what Holloway does after this. Yeah, he it's, totally did because Holloway would be champion if there's no Volk, I think. Because it's, it's like, just gonna be it's gonna be tough after that performance too. Because you're supposed to be the self-proclaimed best boxer in the UFC, and that yeah. was your showing. Like that was it for you. That was time to shine from old Max. And I like Max too, but holy fucking shit! Yeah, that was I mean, insane. I just don't know if we'll see someone looking as good as Volk on the feet and just all around for a while because Islam brings just a different thing to the table. I don't know if we'll see that for another couple of years. Yeah, it was very memorable and it was a great fight. Jeff, what was your pick for fight of the year? Boys, I'm kind of disappointed in both of y'all, I'm not going to lie. How do you guys not have Yuri versus Glover as fight of the year? This might have been the greatest fight of all time. I mean, you literally don't get better than this. It's the premier weight division throughout UFC history for the belt in the back and forth. It's a stand-up battle. It's got grappling, and it's a fucking finish in the least expected way. How is this not fight of the year? I have one reason for you, Jeff. Dude, what? I have one one reason for you, because I got too drunk, and I fell asleep between round two and three and woke up to the cheers and was really pissed off, but I may or may not have been um, streaming (laughs) the, the... fight so i was unable to watch the replays so that's on me i didn't get to live it in in real time i did go back and watch it it was an amazing fight but i think if i'd watched it in real time it would have made a difference for me but i understand what you're saying you're not wrong this fight was seriously top two and it's not fucking two dog this shit was an absolute banger to the fucking to the absolute definition yeah it was was better than fucking roy versus lawler Dude, I'll take fucking Erie versus Glover any day of the week over any fight. Maybe the only thing that holds a candlelight to it is Gussie versus fucking Jones, I think, honestly. Yeah. yeah and it's weird because it's fucking same exact division. No, not a shot, Max. I'm sorry. <laughs> that fight was great, but not well, a all, shot. It wasn't a fucking Erie versus Glover. I used it for a different pick, so... It'll it'll come back up. Yeah, but yeah. dude, you gotta give the respect for it, dude. It's it's fight of the year to fucking very definition, dog. It, oh. Fair, it is fair. Okay, knockout <laughs> of the year. The nominees: Leon knocks out Kamara Usman. Uh, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman two UFC two seventy eight. Cheeto Vera knocks out Dominic Cruz. Cheeto Vera versus Dominic Cruz. UFC Fight Night: Cruz versus Vera. Michael Chandler. Knocks out Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson, UFC 274. Molly McCann spinning back fist, sorry, spinning back elbow knockout. McCann versus Lana Carolina, uh, UFC London Aspinall versus Blades. Alex Pereira versus Sean Strickland, UFC 276. And Ilya Tapuria versus Jay, Jai Herbert, UFC Fight Night Volkov versus Aspinall. So, Mikey, your pick for knockout of the year? Uh, Ilya Tapura. Knocking out Jai Herbert in fucking London, dude. That was just magical to me. In London, Jai Herbert's a native. He's a UK boy. <laughs> he fucking goes in there, and he's, and he's giving it to him early, too. If you rewatch that fight, it's crazy. He knocks fucking Taporia down. And I, as we see right now, that's no small feat, dude, the way he just did Bryce Mitchell. 
It's True. not easy to knock Tavoya down. He does, and Tavoya came out in that second round, gave him this light liver jab, and he looked like he went to reach for his liver. And I don't know, boys, if I've ever seen someone get punched like that. It, it was weird to see someone get knocked out like that and not go stiff. He went yeah. like wacky inflatable tube, man. <laughs> like, didn't catch himself, hit the deck. This definitely, of all the ones you listed, probably had the least significance, but it was my favorite by far. And I love that it almost, like, kind of silenced the crowd, too. Like, the London arena's going nuts for all the prelims and shit, and Tavoria just fucking <laughs> stapled that motherfucker to the ground, Silence. dude. Holy shit. And Jai Herbert is not a slouch, either. That, uh, that was just something else. That's one I'm going to remember for a while. Very fair. Jeff, your pick? Yeah. I think you got to go with the fucking shot heard around the world. Fucking yep. pound for pound, headshot dead. Headshot fucking dead. how do you like me now? Dude, <laughs> you can't. You, you can't get better than that. I mean, nope. I will never forget the fucking group chat at fucking 2 a.m. When, <laughs> when Leon Dude, Edwards took a fucking headshot to fucking Kamara Usman. Dude, I, I mean, you can't get better than that knockout. Final... Final minute of championship against a fucking super favorite, super dominant champion. I mean, Usman was talking about boxing Canelo before that fight. Motherfucker clean. Oh, man, dude. Like, God, it doesn't get better than that. I 100% agree. That was my pick. <laughs> that was a life. That was like a life changing knockout for me personally. Just watching that, like, cemented my. Not that I didn't love UFC already, but I was just like totally in love with the sport from then Dude, on. Dude, top three moment in sports history, in my yeah, opinion. I completely agree. Um, there's never been anything like that before. Uh, just to watch, like, just the storylines and the backgrounds. Like, Leon Edwards works his way up to get to Kamaru, loses, is is forgotten about, works his way back up again to come at him. Kamaru Usman at this time is completely dominant. He's no one a big was hand. thinking about Leon at all. No one's I mean, thinking we about Leon. No one's giving Chimaev him any respect. Canelo next. Chimaev yeah. or Canelo. For no one's real. giving him any respect. He's unable to sell himself because he's quiet and he's humble. Usman is getting a big head. He's flashy now. He's talking a lot of shit. Um, he's not giving Leon any respect at all. Um, Le- Leon gets in there. He takes Kamaru down. You're like, oh boy, here we go. And then Kamaru just breaks him. And it looked like Leon didn't even want to be up there. And I remember wa- sitting there watching it with my girlfriend. And I go to turn off the TV in disgust. And as I stand up, I'm watching it. And I just see that head kick fucking knockout. And I like couldn't believe my mm. eyes. My girlfriend, who could give less of a fuck, was screaming at the top of her lungs, freaking out. <laughs> it was insane. I've never hopped on Spotify live faster to hear Ariel Hawani's live reaction. They had people calling in crying for England. Um, one of the most powerful moments in fucking UFC history, if not the most, and in sports history. Um, dude, I was tripping my nuts off when it happened, dude, and I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I thought I was in another dimension, dude. I oh, was man. like, holy fuck. Dude, I had to, like, wipe my eyes, dude. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I, I felt like I was just, I was like, I was, com- I was like going, wiping my eyes after that, yeah, dude. That I was, was completely shocked. And I mean, out-of-body experience. Like, <laughs> the insane. fucking, it's like, that, the block by LeBron, and probably that fucking World Cup final that just passed. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. It's hard to fucking put anything above those three. That that was just amazing. Absolutely insane. At least in modern sports. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. But yeah, absolutely insane. Um yeah, I fucking love that KO, honestly. And it brought so many new fans to the sport. So it was amazing to watch. All right. Next award, submission of the year. The nominees are Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje, UFC 274. Uh, Charles submits Justin Gaethje in this one. Ilya Teporia versus Bryce Mitchell, Ilya Teporia's submission, um, UFC 282. Islam's submission over Charles Oliveira, UFC 280. Uh, Matt Schnell's submission over Sumaderji, UFC Fight Night, Ortega versus Rodriguez. Yuri's submission over Glover, UFC 275. Um, Jessica Andrade's uh, submission over Amanda Lemos. Wait, yeah, she, no, sorry, Amanda Lemos's submission. No, no, no. no sorry, okay, yeah. Jessica Andrade, she fucking. Yeah. Yes, over Amanda Lemos. Triangle. UFC Fight Night, Lemos versus Andrade. Uh, Aspinall's submission over Volkov, UFC London, Aspinall versus Blades. Wait, that doesn't That's make wrong. Sense. That's not right. It was he, anyways. It was not. It was not UFC London, but it was Aspinall versus Volkov submission, and then Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson's UFC Fight Night. Diaz versus Ferguson. Uh, Mikey, we will start with you. What was your favorite submission of the year? Uh, I went with Oliver and Gaethje. That was by far my favorite one. I just thought it. It was just one of them things. It was just a huge moment too. It meant a lot. It was probably the last we'll really see of Charles on top. He fucking, and I mean, the combo he led into it with fucking Gacy said his, what did he say? His tongue was attached to a battery that wouldn't stop shocking him. Said he's <laughs> never been hit that hard leading up to it. And then to just watch someone as tough as Gacy just sit there like helplessly getting choked was just by someone who seems so much smaller in stature than Charles. It was just fucking, it was one of my favorites of all time, honestly. It was just so cool to watch. I love the lead up to it that Charles missed weight and Gaethje was calling him a quitter the whole time. Everyone was talking shit on Charles and then he just comes out and delivered again. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Jeff, I think I know what yours is, but give it to us. Yeah, give me Nathaniel. What? Me oh, I thought it would be Nate the Diaz, dog. Okay. Fucking submitted Tony Ferguson in his How? last fucking fight in a UFC contract Tony to give a big old up yours. Yes, yes, yes. But everything <laughs> that led up to it, yeah, everything that led up to True. it, it was a complete submission of the fucking whole UFC organization in that guillotine, dog. True. Literally, he's fucking submitting the fucking bag out of them now. He's going <laughs> he, now. He can go get his own fucking do his own shit, make his own money, be be fucking free, not have to piss test by Usada. Time and all this bullshit that the UFC puts him through. I mean, it was you can't get better than that. After the UFC tried absolutely fucking him with Hamza, and then the whole bullshit goes down, and he comes out fucking flexing and fucking one hand and giving fucking Tony Ferguson <laughs> in the other hand. How do you get better than that, dog? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm sick that I saw no fucking other places put this up there. Honestly. That's fair. Very good pick. Very understandable. Um, my pick was Matt Schnell's uh, choking out Sumaderji. Schnell was out on his feet. I picked this mostly because it's not. It wasn't the comeback of the year in my opinion, but it should have. It was definitely up there. Um, and for Schnell to be able to completely turn the tables on Sumaderji, lay those 
that ground and pound and then just choke him out to sleep. I thought Sumideshi was dead. It was insane. Um, go check out that fight and go check out that submission if you haven't. It's on YouTube. Uh, it was really fucking impressive and uh, was, I think, until a certain other fights happened, it was one of the comebacks of the year for sure. Okay. Speaking of comeback of the year, that is our next award. So the nominees for comeback of the year are Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman, um, Yuri versus Glover, Drew Dober versus Terrence McKinney at UFC Fight Night 203, Alex Pereira versus Izzy, uh, UFC 281, Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Saeed Yokub, Kakramanov, UFC Fight Night, Strickland versus Cannoneer, and then obviously Matt Schnell versus Sumaderji at UFC Long Island. Um, Jeff, we'll start with you. Who is your comeback of the year? This one, I'm... This is honestly my hardest one. Because... I want to say Leon versus Kamara so bad. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it to Leon versus Kamara. That's what I picked as well. But, like, I mean, I don't know. He kind of won around on that fight. And what we're not mentioning, which I feel like we should, is Alex Pierre on Izzy. Because Izzy was dominating, I feel like, a little bit more. At least he gave up less rounds. And he had him out literally at the at the end of the first round. Mm. I I feel like Pierre could have got this one. Yeah, he definitely. It's a toss up between Leon or Pierre for me, honestly. I, I yeah, that's very fair. I just think that because they're both like same significance, both against dominant champions, both huge underdogs. My one thing is that like Pereira had knocked out. Izzy twice, and then Usman had not been knocked out by anyone. So to see him just get flatlined like that was so shocking to me, and that's why I I picked it as comeback of the year. Yeah, but I would pick that as knockout as of the year comeback. I feel like you have to go well, with how the like, fight was, was going. So broken, I felt like Pereira, like we knew that he was still dangerous no matter what. Leon was sitting in that corner broken, and like I thought he was done for. Yeah, but do we? Did we really think Pierrat was still going to do that shit? I mean, he was out on his feet. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It is all good points. Uh, Mikey, what was your pick for comeback of the year? So outside of the, those were my top two easily. I don't even think you could really put another one up to those two. But after that, boys, I ha- I got to roll with Yuri Glover, dude. I, I really think it was an amazing fight. But no matter which way you twist that, dude, that was Glover hoisting the belt up again after yeah. that. I mean, yeah. there was no, no matter which way you wanted to twist that one, fucking, I mean, it was just chaotic from the start, but fucking he outstruck Yuri by 28 in round one, had two takedowns and almost three minutes of control time just in the first round. I think, I think they scored it too. I'm pretty sure Yuri got round two, maybe got one of the judges in round three, but Let's be real, boys. He lost round three and def- or lost round four and was definitely about to lose round five. And I just think the fact that as tired as them two dudes must have been in that war, like, is a little different than Leon and Pereira because it's like they were in an absolute fucking war. Like, as tired, as exhausted, as battered as them two dudes were, for him to somehow snake his way with 30 seconds on the clock and do a rear naked choke was just – I don't know, but I don't I don't know how you physically can do that, to be honest. That's a very good like, point. A head kick, I can see. I, I mean, I st- it's still like an amazing feat, 
but you're knocking fucking – I mean, he sent Usman almost into a seizure. It's just – it's hard for me to imagine rolling around with someone as tough as Glover for that long and then somehow sneaking in their rear naked choke with 30 seconds left. And, like, I doubt he knew there was 30 seconds exactly on the clock. Like, he just happened to do by, you know, his good grace just fucking at the right time. It was just – it was an amazing comeback in my book. Yeah, that's your – yeah, I, there's nothing more I can say to that. Uh, you covered it perfectly. Um, the next award is for Coach of the Year, and the nominees are Dave Lavelle, Habib Nurmagomedov, Eugene Behrman, Glover, Eric Nixack. We could have had Nick Sick. Nick Sick sorry, um, <laughs> Nick Sack. Nick dog. Sack. Whoa, sorry, Nick. Sorry, sorry. Dude, you called the legendary Eric Nick Sick. Nick. Sack. I meant Nick Sack, and then I called Juliana Pena. Fucking, Juliana. Don't have Dick. a manscaped fucking ad yet. Fucking Dude. Nick and Sack out here. Oh, we should get we should get a manscaped ad, ad if we can. Eric but yes, Nick Sack. Nick Sack. My bad. I apologize, Nick Sick. Um. Use the lawnmower 3.0 with fucking Eric Nicksack. <laughs> I've been staring at the computer for a while, boys. My eyes are fried. I get these blue light glasses. I know for real. Well, my, dude, my, my, my I'm waiting in the, like my my new prescriptions coming in a little behind the scenes, but they called me today that the frames are fucked up on back order, so my eyes are broken right now. Um, my that, eyes are barely that, open anyway. So. Yeah, zero people care about this right now. Um. You know who could have been on this list was James Krause, but obviously he fucked his whole life up, so he can't really. Yeah, I'd him give him coach of the year. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him fuck up of the year. Um, but yeah, so with that, my pick is Habib. He's got Bilal, Islam, Abu Bakr, Nurmagomedov, and Sergey Pavlovich is in Eagles gym. I don't know if Habib is his coach when he goes out to fight, but he's in his gym. Um, but anyways, obviously, this whole team. Habib, they all run the UFC right now, and I don't see anyone touching Islam um, for a while. Hopefully, it's hopefully Volk does, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Um, and yeah, Habib, I think he's gonna go down. It's really early, but his dad was one of the best coaches, if not the best coach of all time. I think Habib, he's young, uh, he's got a lot, he's got a lot of wisdom and. He's just like his dad, and I think he's going to fucking take it and be the best coach of all time. Jeff. Yeah, definitely give me a beef. If, if you're making fucking Bilal Snooze Fest fucking Muhammad fucking <laughs> yeah. getting, and go out there and fucking finish someone, you're yeah. coaching a fucking year, dog. Exactly. Uh, what you, no matter what way you cut it, if Bilal fucking <laughs> set your alarms, Muhammad is getting fucking <laughs> finishes, dude. <laughs> There you go. Fucking give me it. Yes, Mikey. Dude, I went with Dave Lovell, dude. And let me tell you why. Because I think for the rest of the time, we're going to be saying Habib every single fucking year. And I don't know if we're going to get another year where, where there's going to be a big enough moment to say another person. And Dave Lovell delivering the fucking speech yeah. of the century, dude. True. Get, pick yourself up, Leon. Stop feeling pick fucking yourself sorry up, for yourself. You're going to get it out the fire. Dude, that was just amazing. That video makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It makes me want to go outside and just fuck someone up. Like, yeah. I think I could take a low-end MMA guy after listening to that. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> that and fucking Joey Diaz speaking over to fucking, <laughs> what you call it, the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think I can Monday. take over all of Korea. 
Yeah, true. <laughs> no, North and be, South. Yeah. yeah, let's be real. A 16-year-old amateur would whip my fucking ass, but it gives me <laughs> enough confidence to think I have a chance, dude. I just – I don't think there's going to be another moment in the near future where a coach can outshine Habib in, in any moment, and he just got that moment. So I got to give it to him in 2022. I'm sure until 2030 it'll be Habib, but this year I'm going to go level. All right, good pick. Finally, our final uh, award for this year, Rookie of the Year. The nominees are Jack Della Maddalena, Mohamed Mikhaev, Tatsu Tyra, Yasmin Jurguay, Raul Rojas Jr., Kyle Barallo, and Joe Pfeiffer. Be like Joe Pfeiffer. Mike, who is your pick for the Rookie of the Year? I like Mr. Borjalo, boys. I like, I like fucking Bully Beat Down himself. Uh, he had three straight wins in 2022. They were all over pretty formidable guys. His style re- works really well in the middleweight division. Like He's just a really good grappler. He's really good at control time. He's definitely got to work on some striking. Let's just start that there. But yeah, I just think he has a good setup to make a good run at the top, like within the next year or two at some top 10 guys. I mean, he could, I can see him giving Strickland a run possibly in the next year or two if he adds a little more striking. I don't see why he can't give Till a run. I don't see why he can't fight someone at least like Joaquin Buckley and give him a little bit of a run. I mean, I think he, I think of all the guys we listed, he has one of the better chances of actually making a run at the top ten. So, and I just I, I like his style. It's really boring to watch, but it's it's really effective. It works well, and he's really fucking good at it. Yeah, Jeff, give me Jack Della Madalena. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't get better than you fucking start this motherfucker at. I mean, how many knockouts did he have this year? Two, three? Two, I think. Three. Fucking absolute ridiculous out of Jack Della Madalina. <laughs> Della Madalina. <laughs> okay, he's I pick... got the fucking greatest name of all time. Give me fucking Jack Della Madalina. I also picked Jack Della Madalina. In 2022, round one TKO over Pete Rodriguez. Round one TKO over Ramazan Emiv. And round one TKO over Danny Roberts. Cannot get much better than that. Yeah. He shows he's such a likable guy. round one knockout. Yeah. Insane. He's such a likable guy, too. Oh, yeah. Andy wants to fight in fucking Perth, but apparently no one no one has offered him. They did offer him the leech, which I do not want to happen because I love the leech, but I think it would be a really it would be a good fight for a Jack Mal- Della Madalina because I think he could get the win. However, I don't want to see the leech lose. So yeah, no um, one wants to get hit by that fucking boomerang. Yeah, exactly. So I hope that fight doesn't happen for the leech's sake. But um, I, if it does happen, that's good for Jack Della Madalena. So that is going to wrap it up for our year-end award show. Sorry, it was a little bit off the fucking rails, but this is going to be a yearly thing. So we'll be it'll we have 365 days to make it a little bit better. Um, stay tuned. We will be back for next week for some episode an episode where we're just going to be asking some questions and talking about some future stuff and yeah we're going to be continuing that for the foreseeable foreseeable future until the ufc comes back uh how, how far away are we from the ufc coming back boys another two weeks right two weeks so yeah so only only about one or two more episodes of um non-ufc preview review stuff and then we'll be fucking back on our preview reviews and giving our picks so stay tuned for that Thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week.